Welcome to You Bet Your Garden. I'm your host, Mike McGrath. Coming up later in today's show, we're going to talk about everybody's favorite perennial vegetable, asparagus. Did you know it was an edible lily? I do, and I forget every time right after I read that, but it's an edible lily. It is the first sign of spring in many gardens, and we're going to tell you how to create a patch that could well feed your family for the next 20, 30, maybe even 40 years. It's a great deal. But mostly it's phone call day, cats and kittens. We're going to take that heap and helping of your telecommunicated you-know-whats at 1-888-346-9499. Roger, welcome to You Bet Your Garden. Well, thanks very much. Well, thank you. Roger, where are you, man? I am in Scarborough, Maine. It is on the, the southern coast of Maine, just south of Portland. Okay, very good. Your season getting off to a slow start up in... A little bit, yeah. I was out uh, actually shoveling my garden out uh, earlier <laughs> in the day, so that gives you an idea of what we've got here. Northern gardeners have more fortitude, Roger. Well, you know, I think it does make us tougher, and it makes us uh, appreciate the, the produce when we finally do get it in our plates. That's why I'm buying those lottery tickets, baby. As soon as I hit, it's off to San Diego. I'm, <laughs> I'm out of this bust-out joint. <laughs> All right, what can we do for you, Raj? Well, I w- was uh, happy to talk a little bit about some of the things that we're up to, including we're, we're a somewhat ambitious little organization. I, I started up this nonprofit group called Kitchen Gardeners International to try to get more people growing some of their own food. And we had this idea not that long ago to, um, to shoot high, and we decided that we'd try to get a kitchen garden planted on the White House lawn. So we're looking at the, the next president. We, we see that there's some opportunities to, to shake things up a little bit. I think you know that gardening is not a, a red state issue or a blue state issue. Um, it pretty much cr- cuts across all the different um, sectors that we have. Now, now, Roger, it occurs to me that this might not be the world's newest idea. In the back of my head somewhere, looking through an old book, I think there was some president who at least used sheep to cut the White House lawn, maybe before there were uh, real good lawnmowers around. Well, that, that's true, Mike. Uh, it, it was, in fact, President Wilson, um, who I think it was in about 1917 or so, he hired a herd of sheep to, to mow the White House lawn, and that was kind of his uh, symbolic gesture to the American people that the, the White House and the president was was taking the kind of the wartime economy quite seriously, and and it was just a way of showing that they were going to be making some efforts to uh, conserve fuel, but also conserve money. Um, so historically, it, it's it's an issue that has come up, um, and actually, just as a little add-on to that story about President Wilson, they ultimately uh, figured out a way that they could. Uh, um, auction off the wool from those sheep, and, and they made some money for the Red Cross. That's a nice little story. And there must have been victory gardens. Um, I, I shouldn't say there must have been, but I'd say there, there's a good chance there was a victory garden there during World War One, at least, if not World War Two. Well, in fact, yes, Eleanor Roosevelt grew a victory garden on the White House lawn, and it's amazing. It inspired millions of people to do the same thing. So, you know, you could say it's kind of an out there sort of idea, but if you think about the the symbolic um, nature of that gesture, I'm sure that it would get a lot of people tuning into where their food comes from, and it would only have a, a good impact. So are you going to press conferences, or are you stumping following